You are listening to the Alpha Buddha Podcast, bringing you the top leaders in personal development pertaining to fitness, romance, finances, and positive psychology. This is your host, Sunny Savage. In this episode, we are going to be dispelling the myths that saturated fat is the main cause of heart disease and diabetes, and how you can change your life forever by discovering the ketogenic way of eating. In this episode, I am joined by Susie and Hester. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Hester. I am married and have an eight-year-old little boy. I'm 43 years old. And I'm from the Northwest, but I'm currently living in the Boston metro area. Fantastic. And Susie, who are you and what are you bringing to the table today? I am Susie. I am 58 years old. I'm a mother of two, grandmother of two that I'm very proud of. And uh, I've been in the keto way of life for over two years, have lost 80 pounds, and I've completely transformed life. Wow, that is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Hester, can you give us a little bit of a background story of how did you find the keto way of eating? Because here's the thing. Common knowledge says this is insanity. Everybody knows that if you eat fat, you get fat, you clog your arteries, and you kill yourself. I mean, is that incorrect? Like, what's going on here? Why is everybody thinking that fat's good all of a sudden? Well, I think that uh, if you go back a little bit further, um, you will find that people um, revered animal fat and animal products, and it's only been the recent history where they've been, um, people have been convinced that they are unhealthy and and that you need to stay away from them. And I was certainly victim to that. Uh, About 10 years ago, my husband made a comment to me one evening. He said, boy, you couldn't go a week without eating meat. And it was in that moment that I said to him, watch me, because I'm, it's just my personality type. So for the next almost two years, I was a very strict vegan. And uh, during those two years, um, I gained a lot of weight. I had very concerning results back from lipid profile tests and was certainly going in the wrong direction. Um, we wanted to start a family. And I had the pleasure of speaking with a woman who worked for Brown University doing research. And she had recently finished an independent paper on the dangers of uh, soy, most specifically to um, in vitro males. And because we were looking to start a family, uh, this was very concerning to me coming from just being vegan for a couple of years. And she said the best thing that you could do for your child, especially male child, would be to remove soy from your diet. So I slowly backed away from veganism and um, felt immediately better and, you know, had a healthy child. Everything was fine. Um, I was put on medication uh, that made me gain weight very rapidly. I became incredibly depressed and it was a very dark period of my life. Um, And uh, that ended about a little over two years ago where I had seen something uh, on the internet about the ketogenic diet and I was looking over the food list and I'm like, wow, yes, yes, yes. I think I could definitely do this and succeed at it. So I literally started the next day and didn't look back. Wow. 
that's amazing. Yeah, that that is that is quite fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that, Susie. I mean, um, Hester, excuse me. And Susie, can can you tell us a little bit about how you found this way of eating? Because like I'm sure just like me, because I, you know, I've tried this out as well. I've been kind of on and off with keto for a while. And um, when I first started, I was thinking to myself, I have to be absolutely insane. I'm going to kill myself eating like this. Like, how did you find this way of eating? I understand that. I totally do. Um, I, uh, about just a few years ago, back in 2012, my mother died of stomach cancer. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the South, y'all. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And we fried foods, fried green tomatoes and macaroni and cheese. And man, we loved carbs. I'm telling you, and I'm a good cook too. So, (laughs) but, uh, um, my mother passed away from stomach cancer. And just recently my mother-in-law passed away from lung cancer. And, uh, um, I was starting to have really bad indigestion. Like I was having to eat Tums every day and, uh, um, keto came across my path. And I thought, there's no way I can do that. How am I supposed to give up sugar? I mean, come on, carbs. I'm a carboholic, right? Uh, But I had a new grandbaby coming. I already had a granddaughter, had a new grandson coming. And I knew that I was huge, y'all. I was almost 250 pounds. And I could not get myself off the floor. I was eating Tums every day for heartburn. It was not looking good for my life, I'm just saying. And so... uh, um, my, our company actually came out with a product called Keto Coffee, and uh, I started using that and immediately incorporating strict keto, and almost immediately, I stopped having heartburn, and over the course of the next year, I went down 80 pounds, and I've been able, I've been two years now keto, and I love it. I love the way I eat. I love the foods, and I've maintained and been able to actually build muscle. I've been in the gym. It's encouraged me to completely change my lifestyle, and just the health benefits for me have been incredible, and I can get in the floor and play with my grandbabies now, so that's very special to me. Wow, that's fantastic. That's really inspiring to hear. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's incredible. And the, and the thing that's really interesting about keto, this was my experience. I mean, I was first ta- turned on to this idea by my doctor. I, at the time, was close to 400 pounds. And uh, my doctor told me, well, why don't you try keto? I had no idea what it was. And he gave me this very like basic explanation. He said, okay, imagine that your body um, needs to have two calories for every five calories it consumes to maintain your body's energy. Now, every five calories of carbohydrate you eat, because carbs are easier to break down for energy, you only need to spend two calories to extract three calories from carbs. So your body only needs the two, so you end up saving one as fat. But protein and fat is much harder to break down. So you spend three calories getting two calories out of five. So you don't really, you get just what you need and not a whole lot more. And I said, okay, this is something new. Never tried it before. But if you're telling me that bacon's a diet food, I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's where my journey began. And and I documented it on Facebook, and I was just eggs and butter and cheese all day long, and everybody thought I was nuts, but I lost like 60 pounds in a couple months. 
And, uh, I mean, when you have a lot of weight to lose, you lose it pretty quickly. But, uh, man, it's very different. And I can totally identify with what you're saying. It, feel, it doesn't feel like a regular diet. It, you don't feel famished. You feel satiated. You feel just good. Yeah. And that's, that's what I found really so fascinating about the, the keto way of eating. So, People has, look at me so funny. They look at me so funny when I'm out to dinner and I need a fat bomb and I'm not at home and I don't have one made. So I'll take actual real butter and put a little stevie on it and uh, got me a real quick ready-made fat bomb. They're like, you're eating butter. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm eating butter and I'm looking right. What's your, what's my superpower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Like I've got some awkward looks from that too. Now, Hester, yes. um, you've, you've tried a step further than keto because this is, we, we've gone into the realm of like cuckoo, but now we're getting into the realm of absolute insanity where people are only eating meat, the carnivore way of eating. Now, when I first heard about this, I thought this was insane, but people have had some pretty amazing anecdotal results from this. Can you share a little bit about your experience on carnivore? Oh, absolutely. Um, I had already healed a lot of my problems on the ketogenic diet. I lost 65 pounds very quickly um, in about, I don't know, about six or seven months or so. Um, I no longer had the heartburn. I can totally... Uh, understand where Susie's coming from. That just plagued my life. I was having very rare headaches called um, thunderclap headaches, which were incredibly debilitating. Um, I was pre-diabetic. I had uh, just all these horrible, horrible uh, health problems for such a young person. Um, and I, I healed most of those, uh, all of those, excuse me, on the ketogenic diet. Uh, but I was scheduled to have surgery done just this past February. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to switch to carnivore. I had already done very drastic diets in the past. You know, veganism is a, is a very restrictive diet. So I already knew that I could do it. Um, and I knew that after my research, I knew that it would completely eliminate any and all inflammation that I had in my body by mm. switching to carnivore. Um, and that happened uh, about two weeks before my scheduled surgery. Uh, the hospital was very accommodating. Um, they gave me eggs and bacon for for meals while I was there, um, and uh, were very respectful. So that was a wonderful experience, and I kept it up uh, after the surgery. I healed remarkably quickly. I was able to go back to work quickly. I felt really good. I had lots of energy. Um, I do think that being ketogenic, strict ketogenic uh, beforehand helped the transition mm. because I, I've never experienced the keto flu. My condolences to everybody who's been through that, but I have never experienced it. And, um, and it was a very easy transition for me uh, since I was already on the edge of mostly carnivore when I was keto anyway. Um, but my most difficult thing uh, switching to carnivore was making sure that I kept my protein moderate. I am five foot three. And I don't have a tremendous amount of muscle mass. Um, so when I overeat protein, which I already knew from my own end of one experiences um, in the beginning stages of ketogenic diet, I cannot overeat protein and be successful. My, my body, I don't know if it's because of the, the pre-diabetic issues with insulin or, or what I have going on there, but I really need to keep my protein at about 50 to 60 grams a day. 
And then the rest of it, 150 plus grams of fat, um, I, I needed to keep that ratio the same. Uh, and I did make it work. Um, it's very easy to select uh, higher fat cuts of meat, um, removing the, the egg whites when I can and just having the yolks. Lots of Bernays sauce and Hollandaise sauce, a couple of my favorites. Um, so during that time, uh, I probably, I think I can comfortably say I felt the best ever and I had just had a major surgery. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, like I, at first, I first heard about the, the carnivore way of eating from this YouTube channel called uh, What I Have Learned. And they were talking about the differences between these two people. You have this one like ultra marathon athlete who was a strict vegan. And then you had Michaela Peterson, who was a strict carnivore. And all she ate was salt, beef, and water. That's it. And she had a whole host of incredibly debilitating, inflammatory um, autoimmune diseases. So bad, in fact, that she had two hip replacements before she was 16, I think. I mean, that's what? unheard of. Yeah. And, and she tried everything. She tried veganism. She tried low carb. But she really had to go all the way carnivore because it seems that beef is the only thing that she could handle. And just and she's been eating nothing but beef, I think, for like the last couple of years now or longer. And she's thriving. And something that I that blew me away, because people say, well, you can't survive on beef alone. It's not a complete food. Well, the truth is, there are trace amounts of all of the essential amino acids and vitamins you need found in beef and the, the animal fat as well. And especially when you're not eating carbs at all, the, 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 the molecules of vitamin C and glucose, they actually have uh, similar receptors. It's kind of like a key that fits in the same lock. And those vi the vitamin C competes with glucose to, to get into the cell. But when people drastically reduce their, their carbohydrate intake, they need much, much, vitamin, much less vitamin C to maintain the essential levels for you know, fighting, like fending off scurvy. This was well documented with the Inuits and the Maasai people. And also during these, I think, was it the, the Captain Cook um, excursions where they had Inuits on board the ship and this, the, the, the crew was getting scurvy, but the Inuits were not getting scurvy because they were eating fresh meat. Can anybody verify that? Because I remember hearing something along those lines. I have not heard about that, but I'll be Googling it after. Yeah. I have, I have heard about that. Um, and you can absolutely get what you need um, from uh, beef, specifically beef liver. And there is mm. no need to bring uh, citrus, vitamin C uh, additionally into your diet as long as you are eating a complete profile of the animal, not just picking and choosing. And yeah, I've, I have heard that. I've come across it in studies. And, and from what I have seen, it is true. Yeah, nice. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And here's another really thing, the amazing thing about this, this rediscovery of an ancient way of eating is when you think of the early, early ancestors of humanity, that we were living on the African savanna, what kind of fruits and vegetables were available there? You know, we, we, we talk about like these, all these, these berries and bananas and broccoli and all this, this kind of stuff. 
those plants did not exist back at that time. Those plants were actually engineered through cross-pollinating, through hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years of man-made agriculture. If you look up what a wild banana looks like, what a wild um, eggplant looks like, they look nothing like these giant, massive vegetables that we have today. And for the most part, they were like unedible or poisonous half the time. So to say that that's what our early ancestors were eating is absolutely farcical. And when you look at what was available in the African savanna, well, there were some berries, maybe bitter roots, but there was an abundance of game, mm. animals for days. And the Maasai people who still live there on the African savanna eat exclusively meat, not just the, the flesh, but the, they consume the blood and the liver. I mean, it's, it sounds insane, but these people are not dying of heart attacks, which is going right against the, 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 the common logic. And I remember you were telling me, um, Hester, that you, you know where the, the origin of this, this, this myth came from, that fat kills. Could you, could you explain a little bit about that for, for the listeners? Oh, sure. Um, uh, Ansel Keys, which uh, many people may recognize that name, um, was a very handsome, charismatic um, man that uh, was tasked to do a study on the dangers of a high-fat diet. And um, he went into the study with preconceived notions. And uh, I, I never have found out um, whose payroll he was on, but I would certainly like to know. Um, he uh, cherry-picked his data and, um, and found uh, or presented that uh, high-fat was um was killing us it was very unhealthy and that we should embrace uh sugar not fat because it would be much healthier for us um he was also uh, given the task to create the k rations for servicemen and women and uh, he was applauded for all of his uh wonderful uh research that he did yes <laughs> wonderful and and air quotations, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If, if I may uh, interject something Absolutely. like um, the, if, if I'm not mistaken, I've un, it's my understanding that the armed services are now introducing ketogenic diet mm -hmm. to the soldiers to help make a more healthy and uh, more healthy soldier and a, a better, a better, uh, um, you know, qualified soldier because the, the muscles that they can grow and the way that they can uh, just um, be a lot more healthy eating keto is they they've discovered that that is something that they want for for our armed services so or for armed forces so I'm excited about that mm. yeah definitely and, a step in the right direction I agree uh, I agree and here's another thing like a lot of people I've heard people are some people are concerned that they're not getting enough fiber on the <laughs> ketogenic way of eating. And they, they say that because the, the, the colon lining is only about like one cell thick and the colon lining requires butyrate in order to regenerate itself. And they say, okay, normally what you have to do is you have to consume fiber and then the micro colonies in the gut consume the fiber and produce butyrate and the butyrate repairs the, the damaged cell walls of the colon without fiber you die. That's another common myth. But an interesting thing, if you look at a ketone body, 
a ketone body is beta hydroxy butyrate. So there's actually butyrate found in ketones. So once your body is producing ketones, no need for fiber. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. I have a um, personal success, well, personal once removed success story with eliminating extra fiber. My son has been, um, has battled his whole life uh, with um, digestive issues. uh, And I was always given the um, recommendation from doctors and others to increase his fiber intake. And uh, that should solve all the problems. Um, Even when he was very, very young, about four years old, I was recommended to give him a very strong um, medication that is uh, only reserved for adults. It actually says right on the label, do not give to persons under 16 years of age. But that was recommended to me. But once I um, started researching the ketogenic diet and realized the damage that fiber does to our system, I decided to go in the opposite direction. And uh, after my little guy was hospitalized twice, um, we have finally gotten to a point that uh, he has zero digestive issues. Everything is working fine. And I believe that fiber was to blame. Wow. Fascinating. That is fascinating. Yeah. It, it goes against all common logic of what we've been told for such a long time. And, and fat has been so demonized. I remember when, back when I lived in the States, right now I live in Germany, but when I lived in the States, when I went to the WIC office, they were giving us a nutritional um, education on some kind of thing. And I saw this poster and they had this breakdown of you could eat, eat more and have less. And they said one Snickers bar is equal to the fat found in a bowl of Twizzlers. And I said, well, wait a minute, that's insanity. Are you suggesting people eat an entire bowl of Twizzlers over one Snickers bar? The sugar content in that alone is over eight times. Are you guys nuts? And then I was, I confronted the lady about it, took a picture of the poster and she said, oh no, no, but you know, it's low fat. I was like, so since when is fat a problem? And I told her, I said, like, I've, I've lost 60 pounds eating nothing but butter and bacon. And, like, <laughs> I feel healthier than I've ever done before in my life. So, <sighs> fat a problem? I have a funny story. When I was growing up, um, uh, my babysitter, when I was a child, I actually got to babysit for her. And she's always been a health nut. And uh, um, I went to her house to babysit her two small children, and I walked into the kitchen, and there was a white Tupperware, one of those big white Tupperware containers, and on the side of it, it said, White Death. And I'm, <laughs> oh, my God, and I called my mom, and I said, oh, mom, there's a thing in here, and it says White Death. She said, it's sugar. It's wow. sugar. I, you know, I've been completely sugar-free for two years, and I do not miss it, not one little bit. Wow. Uh, you know, most people that are on the ketogenic diet, you know, they do avoid sugar, but uh, a lot of the times they don't realize that a lot of the sweeteners are really bad for you too. You have to stay away from alcohol. You have to stay away from aspartame. You know, I highly recommend stevia or monk fruit and uh, or swerve. These those things that are a lot lower on the um, on the sugar scale. Um, the index, they, right? not, they do yeah. not affect body like a sugar does right so fantastic well we're we're starting to to wind down this episode's coming to a close and before i 
give the floor to you lovely ladies to tell us what you what you've been working on in the meanwhile let's just go around real quick and share our favorite recipes or low low carb keto recipes my personal favorite is i think it's an invention of my own creation i call it golden coffee it's bulletproof coffee with a twist i add turmeric to it but turmeric has it's normally the body cannot absorb turmeric because it you need three keys to unlock its absorbability you need heat fat because it's not water soluble it's fat soluble and black pepper for some reason black pepper makes it more bioavailable so what i do is i take bulletproof coffee which is one tablespoon of coconut oil two tablespoons of butter black coffee about two tablespoons of turmeric a teaspoon of cinnamon a couple shakes of black pepper and two to three egg yolks at your own risk. I prefer egg yolks. I love egg yolks. And then I just hit frappe and man, that thing is delicious. Oh, um, my. So, that sounds Seriously, what's, what's your favorite recipe? And I, like, I, I saw that, that thing you were doing on, on your Facebook about those pumpkin spice donuts. Oh, listen, I, I do videos under hashtag the keto chef and I do lots of different recipes. So it just depends on the day. But, um, you know, I, one of my new favorite things are called chaffles and they're actually cheese waffles. It's mozzarella cheese, um, a half a cup of mozzarella cheese and one egg. And I like to put in seasoning in it. Obviously, you can choose what kind of seasoning that you want, whether you want to go Italian or if you want to, you know, use salt and pepper, whatever you want to do. And then um, I've got a little mini waffle maker and I just use those and make sandwiches. And one of my favorite, I'm in Florida at the moment on vacation. Um, and I just recently, um, um, before I came here, I made the pumpkin che- uh, cream cheese cookies. I made, um, I made bagels with bacon salt. Did you guys mm. realize such a thing as bacon salt? And you can wow. order it all on. It's so good. I'm excited to try it on eggs. And, uh, um, and I actually made, um, pimento cheese and added added cream cheese to it and put some of that bacon salt in it and y'all it's really good but you can find those by searching hashtag the keto chef on facebook and i've got a lot that and a lot more absolutely and i'll put that in the show notes as well so people can find you more easily and uh hester what's what's your favorite low carb um high fat recipe my favorite recipe would have to be the um caramelized onion and prosciutto cauliflower mac and cheese and i believe it is on the peace love and low carb site um it is absolutely fantastic i have never in my life wanted to sit down and eat an entire head of cauliflower until having that recipe Um, now cauliflower doesn't agree with me real well It, it bloats my stomach up pretty good it doesn't change my love of that dish. I, I can eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, it is uh, about a half of, a, um, half of an onion chopped up, caramelized. Um, pull that out and put in three cloves, cloves of garlic into the butter. Add a cup of heavy cream. Uh, two cups of shredded cheddar cheese. If you're using the pre-shredded, make sure you rinse it off to get rid of all that potato starch and whatever else they put in there. Um, or shred it yourself. Uh, two ounces of goat cheese, but I use um, cream cheese because goat cheese isn't something I always have available to me, but cream cheese turns out great. Mm. And about a third of a cup of Parmesan cheese and mix it up and it creates a really nice cheesy sauce that really you could put on anything. And then I take um, a very large head of cauliflower, 
um, steamed, mushed up, not mashed, just mushed up. And I dumped the cheese sauce on it and then put um, chopped up eight slices of bacon on top, add the onions back. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so I want to I want to give the floor real quick to to uh, Susie because we're running out of time. We have to wrap this episode. Susie, how can people reach out to you and find what you're doing? If you could just give us some, uh, like the name of your website and a couple of products you're doing. Absolutely. Like I said, I started out with the keto coffee, which is basically a powdered bulletproof coffee. One of my favorite things is we have a greens formula because you can't get, um, oh, you can't eat all those greens. So I like to have them a powdered form, but you can go to my website and find out more about keto at bodybyketoworks.com. And you can look for me on Facebook as Susie Elam Real, and I'd love to help. I'm a keto coach and I love to help people to be able to get the amazing results that I've gotten. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank, thank you, Hester. Thank you, Susie, for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute delight having you. And you have been listening to the Alpha Buddha Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. You could have been listening to anything else, but you decided to listen to this. And for that, I truly appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.